Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. The John Chuckery Show, live in the Key Studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Gores gets first request. Um, I had an epiphany the other night, Day Day. Okay. Um, I'll give it to you in just a second here. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. We got Rankum coming up at 1040. It is Tuesday. So hit us up with the Rankum list. At 92 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Odyssey app, so you catch on the go. At JMCH316 on Twitter. Hey, uh, check out Odyssey's Big Time Baseball podcast with Cody Decker, Tony Gwynn Jr., and MLB insider John Heyman as they cover everything from the Braves divisional hopes to all things around MLB. New episodes come out every Monday on Odyssey, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast from. I had an epiphany late Friday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Fever came on late Friday night. Okay. And this has always been in my top ten movies of all time. Okay. I think this is my favorite movie of all time. Saturday Night Fever? Yep. That was the second one or the first one? No, no, the very first one. That was the first one. The one in 77. Right. Um, It it already had my favorite scene of all time, and that's John Travolta's dance scene when he does the disco dance out there to to, You Should Be Dancing with the Bee Gees. Right. But I was like, you know, like, I love this movie, and it, it perfectly encapsulates the time for when it was in mm-hmm. um you know i had the i've got the album right. the actual you know 33 rpm album <laughs> of it right um it was a double album mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i just like and, and i've always said if i could go back in time right like this is where i want to go i want to go to the odyssey right on a saturday night and in, in disco and you know that's the original line dancing is disco right um I, I just had that epiphany late Friday night as I was just, you know, was laying in bed and just it came on late, late at night, like, I don't know, 11 <laughs> o'clock or something like that. And I was like, and just watching it. And I, and I can never stop watching until at least the Travolta dance scene. Right, right. And I'm like, you know, this is probably my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever is probably my favorite movie of all time. I just, I, I love it. I love the time it represents. It makes me nostalgic. Yeah. Um. It makes you remember those times. Yep. I was alive during Saturday Night Fever. I didn't get to see Saturday Night Fever in the theaters because right. I was only six, seven years old. Right. It was an R-rated movie. You know, and when you watch it today, it is very politically, if you watch it uncut, yeah. very politically incorrect. Mm. They use the N-word. Yeah. They, yeah. they call Mexicans yeah. by a, yeah. a slur. It's yeah. very politically incorrect. And it's not a great movie. Right. But it's just... 
the time and era and the place and everything about it just yeah. makes me very nostalgic yeah. for that for that time and everything like that. Yeah. So, well, how about I was today years old uh, when I found out that that the Bee Gees version was not the original. Well, it is. The Bee Gees wrote this song, but they performed it for the movie, right? They did, but the Bee Gees version is also on the soundtrack album, right? Right, and and. The Bee Gees version, if you remember, so the way these two, the version we just heard by Tavares, right? They use that when he's practicing dancing with the the girl that he that when they when they're practicing, right. He he plays this song and practices with her, right? Okay? But when they go to the actual dance contest, they play the Bee Gees and he's wearing version. the white suit. They played the Bee Gees version of it. Mm, I didn't realize it was two versions. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep, well, it, it, I was today years old when I found that well, out. There you go. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I'm I'm a, I'm a musical savant for you. So, all right, let's uh, let's get to a college football roundup. It's time for the college football roundup. A complete look at all the collegiate football action. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Well, that didn't take very long. And and I literally, when we were at SEC Media Days and we got the news, um, you know, we were getting the news about Kirby Smart's contract extension because we were we were there for, for the, on the day that it was announced, on that Thursday. And I said, how long is it going to be before Nick Saban goes back and passes Kirby for being the highest paid coach in college football? Because he got eleven point two million for uh, no uh, eleven point two million for ten years is what Kirby Smart got, and I was like, how long before Nick's gonna get that boost? And here we are, ten point seven or sorry, eleven point seven million per year. Um, it'll run through February of twenty thirty. Look, I mean, it's Nick Saban; he's he's worth every penny of it, right? He's probably worth twice as much as that. Think about the money he's brought in to the uh, University of Alabama. Our family is very happy to agree to a contract extension with the University of Alabama. Um, Terry and I are very appreciative of the unmatched commitment the university has shown to this football program and our family over these last 15 years. This is our home, and we look forward to finishing our career at Alabama. Well, he can say that now. I think at one time that if the NFL had come knocking, he'd have come back for one more run in the NFL. He'll coach... Until Miss Terry says it's time to come home, is Alabama is it is that it though? You think he's going anywhere yeah. else? Yeah, he's it? done. Yeah, at at this point where he's look this contract old, if he if he lives to see this contract, he'll be seventy eight years old. Okay, at the end of this. Okay, so yeah, I but I I would have told you five or six years ago mm-hmm. that I would have definitely thought the NFL if they had called again, he'd have given the NFL one more shot. Talk to Randy Mack about that. I mean, they look if if they had if they had pulled the trigger on Drew Brees in Miami for mm-hmm. the Dolphins, mm-hmm. life would be totally different. Yeah, and and Saban might be still be there. Randy would have probably stayed in Miami, right, and right. they'd have I don't know if they'd have won the Super Bowl, but it certainly certainly the world would have been different if if Saban had stayed with the Dolphins and they had they had grabbed Drew Brees. Right. But the medicals didn't clear him out. And, you know, Nick's even said that that was the change. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, at this point, yeah, with all his success at Alabama and in his 70s as it is, yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere but 
but staying at Alabama. I don't even know if he'll coach all the way to 78 years old, but he might. Yeah. He might. Who knows? All right, CBS put out their ACC preview where they get their whole collegiate football team, which includes uh, Dennis Dodd, Tom Fernelli, Chip Patterson, Barrett Salee, Sheehan, uh, Jajara or something, I don't know, David Cobb and Jerry Palm. Um, they all picked Clemson to win the Atlantic. Everybody except David Cobb picked Miami to win the Coastal. Where did Tech end up in all of this? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Seven people have Tech. No, take that back. Two, four. Five people have Tech finishing next to last. And two people have Tech finishing last in the Coastal. Ay, ay, ay. Clemson is the champion. Miami in the championship game. A couple of quick write-ups uh, that they have. Most oh, This is interesting because um, they asked some of the guys. Most overrated team, Dennis Dodd has. Uh, they have Clemson, which I think Clemson's the number four team in America right now. He does have my team, though, in, in the mix. Uh, he says, here's what Dennis Dodd says. The Tigers may indeed win the ACC. Maybe last year was a speed bump, but I really need to see it first, as well as the defense may perform, and it's good. Uh, DJU may have to live up to his expectations. If not, the ACC is too strong now for the Tigers to be able to just slog through mediocrity. Watch out for Wake Forest, Florida State, Miami, and my team, NC State. Wolfpack Chuckery, that's me. Um, <laughs> it, is other, it is unwise to grandfather Clemson the title game just yet. Um, look, I've said I think that the, I think the sleeper team – to make a run at a playoff spot this year is NC State. And and I like their quarterback. I'm not crazy about their coach. And Randy Mack was calling me out about, you know, being Wolfpack Chuckery today. But I, I I like NC State. And I'll probably get my heart broken like I did with picking, you know, Oklahoma State several years ago to be a playoff team, and they just can't beat Oklahoma. And that'll probably be NC State. They probably won't find a way to, to beat uh, Clemson, but – because I think Clemson is going to be much better this year. Um, they have excellent running backs. <clears throat> they they obviously had a top 10 offensive lineman pick in Ikonwu, uh or Ekwanu last year. But um, they, they've got a lot coming back. Whether or not they make it or not, I don't know. Most underrated team, Dennis Dodd's got uh, Wake Forest, Jerry Palm, uh, or some of these other guys. One guy's got Boston uh, College. One guy's got Clemson. One guy's got Louisville. Eh, I don't know about all that. Um, Dennis Dodd gives his bold prediction. This is the Canes' time. Miami's going to win the ACC. Eh, I love Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, he's a he's a star. He may be a top 10 pick in the draft. Chip Patterson said Clemson's offense will bounce back to being one of the best leagues. I agree. I think Clemson's offense is going to make a big jump backward because they'll be coached better. They'll be, they'll be coached better. I, I fully expect all that to, to happen. Um, quickly, too, before we get out of here, Heisman odds are out. This from um, Caesar Sportsbook. Ohio State's quarterback, C.J. Stroud, is plus 200. He is the consensus favorite. Bryce Young is plus 430. Caleb Williams comes in third at plus 700. Trayvon Henderson, Ohio State's running back, is at plus 2,000. 
Will Anderson at plus 2,200 at linebacker. And next, plus 2,400, Jameer Gibbs. Of course, transferred to Alabama, was here at Tech. I think he's going to have a monster season. He wins the Heisman. uh, And, look, Jeff Collins is looking at maybe a three- or four-win season. A lot could go wrong over at the Flats, but we will see what uh, happens. College football this weekend. College football game time is going to start on Thursday, September 1st. Me, Chris, and Randy back together for all of the best college football coverage in the entire universe. I've said I'm I'm encapsulating the Milky Way galaxy as far as the best coverage goes. All right, when we come back, my thoughts about what we saw last night for the Falcons. Hanging out in the Key Studios. Chuck, we're here. Brownlicker Music Hour, rolling right along. Sports right now, the game, Odyssey.com app. Know your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you wander apart from me, I want to feel you in my arms again. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Live in the Key Studios. We head to the top of the hour in the JR Sports Brief. Brown Liquor Music Hour rolling right along. We've got a very much Saturday Night Fever theme. Hey, uh, Kenny Maines joined the Odyssey family. Download his new podcast. Hey, Maine. Each week he's talking to athletes, celebrities, just about anybody else. New episodes coming out on Thursday. Joel McHale. Who the hell is Joel McHale? Anybody I didn't know who that uh, is? No idea. Okay. I know Kevin McHale. Yep. Is this his brother? Maybe. Maybe there's some relation there. He he has had Chris Berman on the show. Hey. Hey, Tommy. Hey. Hey, pretty good. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you know. Whoop, I, whoop, uh, whoop, uh, whoop, 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 Anyway. Uh, download Hey, Maine for free. Hey, Maine. We started every podcast by saying, hey, Maine. For free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, you know that song you just played by Yvonne Amon? That was written by the Bee Gees, too. It, I, you kind of kind of feel that, but it just, yeah. you know what? You know how YouTube works. Like, you know, once you kind of click a certain thing, it yeah. kind of brings you everything from that era. And it just made me real. Like, even though I was young, like, what, uh, I guess, what, four or five in in that era um, of, of music, like, there was some really great disco music. Oh, like, yeah. 
Absolutely. Like disco music really so, had it had its had its moment. Let, let's okay. Let's spend a second on this. We got Rankum coming up at ten for us. So make sure you hit us up with your list. The story is that when Travolta was was told about the script mm-hmm. and asked about doing the movie, because again, these guys are all supposed to be like high school kids, right. high school age kids. They're right. not even out of high school yet. Right. Travolta was like thirty, you know, <laughs> right. when he did it, whatever. Same thing with Greece. Yeah. They were all high school kids, yeah. and they were like th- in their thirties, right? Yeah. Like Stocker Channing was like thirty-four years yeah. old or something crazy. But anyway, but Stallone, when he was first told about the project, about mm-hmm. his interest in it. He thought it was going to be a spoof because by the time you get to 77, mm-hmm. um, there was no real disco movement. Right. Disco was like 75, 76, mm-hmm. and you had Casey and the Sunshine Band right. and you know Johnny Taylor and you had The Hustle. Right. And all that came out like 75, 76, but by, by the end of 76 going into 77, Disco was believed to be dead. Right. And that's what Travolta said. He's like, yeah, he's like, disco was like a fad for a year or two. And my mm-hmm. buddies, you know, went and danced and we had a good time and all that. But he's like, he's like, I, that's why I thought it was a spoof. Right. Is because right. there was no disco. And in all honesty, Day Day, when disco was pretty much on the way out mm-hmm. until that soundtrack came out. And that right. soundtrack came out in December. The movie and the soundtrack came out in December of 77. Right. And it just, in 78, there was an entire revolution yep. into disco. And it's funny because you listen to some of these artists. Kiss went disco. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney went disco. Yeah. The Stones with Miss You and yeah. all that went disco. Some yeah. Girls album, they went disco. Rod Stewart went yeah. disco. Woo-hoo. I mean, yeah. everybody of mainstream yeah. went disco yeah. because in 78, that album destroyed the charts. It yeah. dominated. Right. I mean, it's still, I mean, it was for a long time. It wasn't until Thriller came along. It was the best-selling album of all time. Right. It beat out Rumors, and and it was the best-selling album. It was the best-selling soundtrack of all time until The Bodyguard came right. out. And, right. you know, right. again, right. a different right. time and all that, but Bodyguard's the best-selling uh, soundtrack album of all time. Right, right, But right. it was a huge success, and there were so many. revitalized. Know, Samantha, Samantha sang with emotion. Yeah. The Bee Gees were writing everything come yeah. in 77, 78. Because that movie was put out by Robert Stigward and his production company, Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. Well, they also had the rights to Grease. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Frankie Valley song, Grease? Yeah. Okay, that's written by the Bee Gees. Wow. They did that. Did not know that. Yes. Okay, wow. They, they wrote that song. They wrote Samantha Sang's Emotion that Beyonce covered. Yeah, you know, it's uh-huh. just emotion that's taking yeah, me. Yeah. They wrote all that. They were writing everything. And then their brother, Andy Gibb, was was making number one. Shadow yeah. Dancing and all that, which was the number one song of 78. He, they wrote all that stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say he had a really big solo career, Absolutely. right? Yeah. I mean, he I mean, his album Shadow Dancing in 78 had the it was the number one song in the country. It was the number one song for 1978, because that's my mm-hmm. favorite year of music. Right. Was Shadow Dancing. It was like Number one for like ten weeks right. in the in the spring and summer of seventy eight, and then later in that year, Chic would come out with mm-hmm. uh, La Freak mm-hmm. and all that. So the whole disco movement yeah. came back into vogue when that movie came out. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny because the reason some of the old Beatle or old Beatles, the reason that some of the old BG songs are mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Fever. Like jive talking mm-hmm. and you should be dancing right. because those were hits in like '75 and '76. Mm. The reason they're on that album is because that's the music Travolta 
learned how to dance to. Gotcha. So the original plan was not in the famous scene that Travolta does of to you should be dancing. Right. The original plan was going to be to incorporate a brand new BG song for that scene. But because he had worked with Danny Terrio right. and they had used that song, he didn't want to change. He's like, I don't. He's like, if you change, you're gonna screw me all up. Right. And they and he worked really hard to get that dance scene down. So that's why when you listen to that album, mm-hmm. there is a lot of obviously it was all there was a ton of brand new music, all right. the hits by the Bee Gees. Uh, if I can't have you, um, more than a woman no, by no, Tavares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there were yeah. several brand new songs on there, and they all hit number one. Yeah, but. There's a lot of songs that were older. Fifth of Beethoven mm-hmm. had been released a couple of years before and was a number one song. Okay. Um, Jive Talking, You Should Be Dancing. Those were mm-hmm. all songs from a couple of years previous right. that had been hits for the Bee Gees. Okay. But that's the music Travolta learned how to dance to. Wow. And that's the music that they had to work with. So that's why he didn't want to change anything on it. And that's why he danced to You Should Be Dancing. That's why he does that scene. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I mean, that album is, is again, in, in when, when it it was released and it was number one within like a week or two. And, right. and in 78, it just dominated the first half of the year. And then the reason it got knocked out is because Andy Gibb came out with Shadow Dancing <laughs> in the yet. spring. And he just crushed everything from there. Right. And then, you know, you had all, I mean, again, 78 is my favorite year of music. You know, it's got movies like The Goodbye Girl that came mm-hmm. out that year and all kinds of good stuff. But And then Chic started taking over at the end of the year. Right. But Disco was dead by the time Saturday Night Fever came out. It, I mean, it completely changed everything musically. You wow. had everybody now because the Bee Gees were writing or performing every number one song. Wow. I mean, every top song. Right. That Yvonne Allman song, If I Can't Have You, that went mm-hmm. to number one. They wrote that. You know, and think about all the songs the Bee Gees wrote. Samantha sang "Emotion," mm-hmm. Frankie Valley with yeah. "Grease." They yeah. were I mean, all the songs for um, Andy Gibb. Right. They were writing all of those songs, writing and producing all of those songs. Wow! They had so many. I mean, their hits went into the '80s. You ever heard "Islands in the Stream"? Yes. By Dolly Parton. Yeah. They yes. wrote that yeah. song. Wow! Do, do you know um, Barbara Streisand's biggest number one hit, which came out a year or two? I think I think that came out seventy eight or seventy nine. Woman in love, mm-hmm. I am the woman yeah, in uh-huh. love. Okay, yep. they wrote that song. All right, <laughs> they wrote. Um, oh God, what was the other? Oh man, they wrote another. They had another couple of huge hits that they wrote that people don't realize that they wrote. But they were writing like every song in the top ten for a while there in like seventy eight was something that they. That they wrote, and then the songs were becoming so popular. Staying alive went to it went to number one. Okay, mm-hmm. you know the 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 first song you hear in Saturday Night Fever, right? right? And right. walking down the street, mm-hmm. it goes to number one. Okay, and then you know, like it was up there for a while, and then it kind of starts going downward. Right, and then like it dropped down into like the twenties or thirties. Right, and then all of a sudden, as Night Fever, the song Night Fever right. caught on, and that song went number one. Staying Alive went from, like, in the 30s back, back up. up to number two. <laughs> wow. Went back up to number two, and it was held at number one. And number one was Night Fever, and it went back up to number two. Wow. And in those days, remember, you only got to number one on record sales. Right, So exactly. people, like, you had to go to the store, buy the and cassette buy the app, right. or the 45 yep. RPM single, yep. and that's how you got to number one. It wasn't like today with SoundScan and 
and all that kind of stuff about plays and all that kind of stuff. You had to go to you had to go to Quonset Hut, Turtles, wherever, right. and go buy the actual forty-five RPM singles. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones with the big hole, yep, in, the the middle, hole in the middle, or the album. I right. mean, you had to buy it. That's how that's how things went to number one on the Billboard charts. Then, so imagine that. People are buying all these albums, and all of a sudden, people are like, wait a second, this is great. And they go buy the same song all over again. Right. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, but the music to that movie is obviously, you know, and, and, it, and it perfectly fits the time. You right. know, the time of the late 70s, mm-hmm. world is different, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not in a very good place economically in the country and stuff like that. You know, we're headed toward, you know, by 79 when disco's kind of on the end and mm-hmm. the Iran hostage situation and all right. that kind of stuff. I mean, just, but when you think of, you, you can't hear any song on that album and not think about that being in right. late 70s disco era. But Travolta was laughing because he was like, this, to him and his friends, disco was dead. Right. They didn't, he didn't understand why they were making a movie. He thought, it's why he thought it was a spoof. <laughs> he thought it was going to be like a National like, Lampoon's or kind airplane. of spoof. <laughs> yeah, like it was going to be a spoof because, He's like, why are we? Why are you making all these brand new disco songs when disco's dead? Well, it turned out that the Bee Gees just blew that out of the water. Then right. their brother and all his songs, and then everybody. I mean, Paul McCartney's doing disco. Good night tonight is disco. <laughs> Some girls, the whole album for the Stones. Do you think I'm sexy by Rod Stewart? I was made for loving you by Kiss. Everybody went into disco mode at that point because wow. that's what was selling, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's what was making. All the money and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I saw another article too that talked about the twenty best movies that were supposed to be made that never were. Mm. We're gonna do that uh, okay. at some point too. I, okay. I've, that that movies that were planned but were never were Those never. Those lists are always good because you always there's always something on there that you're like, well, oh man, why didn't they do that? So I'll I will give. Can I give a spoiler uh-huh. to a movie that's not on the list? Uh huh. We got just a, a minute here. The, you know, you know, the first Daniel Craig movie is Casino Royale, right? Right. right. Tremendous movie. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Casino Royale. I think Goldfinger's the best movie ever done for James Bond. Right. I think Casino Royale might be the second best movie mm-hmm. ever done. Okay. The original plan, and mm-hmm. this was discussed with the Bracoli family back in the days. Right. Okay. The Bracoli family is the family that runs the James Bond right. franchise for Eon and all that kind of stuff. But the original discussed idea was that Quentin Tarantino approached the Bracoli family. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do Casino Royale because the rights were tri- – because for a long – the reason Casino Royale as a legitimate movie, not the comedy spoof that they did right. in the 60s, the reason it was never done is because the Bracoli family and all that, United Artists, they didn't own the rights to – Casino Royale, oh. and somebody else held the rights and would not sell them. So when they were finally going to get the, they finally, when they got the rights, did the Daniel Craig movie. So I took so long because that's the first book that Ian Fleming wrote was mm. Casino Royale. Okay. In the book, he doesn't kill anybody anyway. Right. So the original plan for Casino Royale was Quentin Tarantino came to the Bracolis. He wanted to do Casino Royale. Right. He wanted to do it as a black and white movie mm. with Pierce Brosnan. Because Pierce Brosnan was just coming, he was just finishing up the last whatever that movie was with Madonna right. and Halle Berry and all that. Yeah, he was finishing that. Tarantino wanted to do the next Bond movie after that because that was such a flop. He wanted to do Casino Royale as a black and white movie 
with Pierce Brosnan starring in it. Wow. Now imagine Tarantino doing a Bond yeah, movie. Yeah, that would have been And imagine like the black thinking. and white yeah. and all that. I mean, now how yeah. wild would that have that been? That would have been, yeah. And he's he said, like, I, the Bercolis, he's like, I went to them and this was what I pitched was doing this Bond movie. Wow. So anyway, there you go. All right. When we come back, it'll be time for Rank 'em. Hit us up, 404-741-0929. That's the Solemn Brothers Diamond text line or at JMCH316 on Twitter. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Back at the John Trucker Show in the Key Studios. Head to the top of that on JR Sports Brief. Brown like a music hour rolling right along. Uh, by the way, Braves did win the night 6-1. The Mets lost to the Yankees. It's now two games. Two-game lead in the division for the New York Mets. Got to keep your foot on the neck of these awful teams. So Braves have won their first series in Pittsburgh, if you can believe this, since 2018. It's the last time that they won a series in Pittsburgh. Wow. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site catches on the go. Social media at 929 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH316. Hey, dive in the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, hosted by former players Jimmy Rollins and Ron Darling. This week, Trash Talk coming out on Wednesday, free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast from. You used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends, picking Hugh's brain, picking Randy's brain, learn a little bit more about the guys. Sometimes I give him a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it. We call this segment Rankum. All right. You ready, JC? I am ready, man. All right. So we'll start off nice and easy. Take you back to your childhood. Uh, Were you a cereal guy growing up? Oh, yeah. All right. So recently, my wife discovered strawberry flavored Frosted Flakes, right? Now, I don't, I eat cereal time to time. Strawberry flavored Frosted Frosted Flakes. Flakes. They're great, actually. Okay. Um, I I don't know that I ever saw strawberry. Yeah, I don't. She found them, I think, on Aldi. Okay. Uh, wherever, but anyway, uh, it just got me to thinking about how much cereal I used to eat growing up. So rank do. these. <laughs> All right, here we go. Except now I use almond milk. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I do, but now it's either dry or coconut milk. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here we go. Regular Frosted Flakes. Growing up, this is you growing up, young young JC. Mm-hmm. Regular Frosted Flakes, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, Cocoa Puffs. Uh, Cocoa Puffs number one. I wow. love. Cocoa okay, Puffs. okay, yeah, love, okay. Love Cocoa Puffs. Um, give me Frosted Flakes two. Okay. Um, give me Fruit Loops three. And I was not a big Apple Jacks fan. Really? I did I, not like them. I, like, I liked them more as an adult, but right. as a kid, did not like Apple Jacks. Okay. Before. Okay. All right. We were talking about Jim Brown earlier today um, in your earlier uh, Falcon segment mm-hmm. and everything. So, famous people from Ohio. Okay. Jim Brown, LeBron James, Paul Newman. Dorothy Dandridge. Well, um, Jim Brown is beloved in Cleveland. Like okay. he is, I, I would argue that he is the most beloved athlete of all time up there. Okay. Even I'll put LeBron too. Okay. But I think Jim Brown is even on a on a higher pedestal than LeBron James as, as far as 
beloved in Cleveland. Dorothy Danridge, and who was the other one? Uh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman's pretty popular. I mean, he used to race at Mid Ohio. I used to I used to go to Mid Ohio and watch those. You know, like. I don't know what they call them, indie cars or whatever. Right. They're not NASCAR. The little, little, the little yeah. car. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking like about. The, yeah, they're like the, the, you know, the open wheel yeah. uh, race cars at Mid Ohio. Paul Newman used to race there. Um, used to he used to race there. He used to watch the Skull Bandit car okay. race there and all that stuff. So probably him three and Dorothy Dandridge number four. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, growing up, what was the one sports moment you wish you could do? Walk off, Granny. Three-pointer at the buzzer, 55-yard field goal as time expires, header goal uh, to win the game, same thing as time expires. Well, the header would be last because I didn't grow up a soccer fan at all. <laughs> I mean, we had the Canton Invaders, which was okay. an indoor soccer league, if you can believe that. Wow. Indoor soccer league. They played at the Canton Civic Center. That was interesting. Okay. Um Hitting the Grand Slam would have been number one because I was such a huge baseball fan, so that would have been one. Okay. Hitting the three-point at the buzzer would be number two. Okay. And I couldn't have kicked it 55 feet, let alone 55 <laughs> yards. So uh, kicking a field goal wouldn't have been my number. Uh, that would have been number three. Yeah, I think for me it would have been the, the, the granny too because the, the, the hitting the threes at the buzzer seemed like they didn't really become a thing until like maybe like 90s. Like, yeah, I mean, and I mean, hitting a walk-off Grand Slam didn't become a thing until like the last decade. Yeah, you yeah. You know, where they have the celebration at home plate. I mean, yeah. that just wasn't something that, you know, a lot of guys did or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, you got anybody on the text line? Because if not, we're going to the IG. All right, let's see here. From uh, our buddy Rusty, rank these songs. Uh, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, mm. Cult of Personality by Living Color, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue, and Panama by Van Halen. Mm. Give me uh, Cult of Personality. I love that song. I love Living Color. Saw them in concert when they opened up for the Rolling Stones. Um, I'll take Paradise City number two. I'll take Panama number three. And Motley Crue, I don't know, but, uh, you know, Girls, Girls, Girls is the worst song in the world, but Motley Crue isn't uh, necessarily the best. Yeah. All right, rank these Hooters menu items, Tex-Mex nachos, sliders, beer cheese pretzels, fried pickles. They don't even have my favorite one, which is the buffalo shrimp. Mm -hmm. So on that list, give me the beer cheese pretzels one, Tex-Mex nachos two, sliders three, and I don't really get the appeal of fried pickles. Same here. All right, give me give me one for your Instagram and all that. All right, let the, me know uh, where you're Twitter ready. Page. All right, you Put ready? You yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. First one is uh, Carolina. It's C A R O L Y N A underscore S O N. Okay, right. let's see here. We got uh, that. All right. All right. She's okay. rather interesting. Yeah, all right, all right. The next one is A N A A underscore F L R I. Yeah, all right. It already yeah. came up in the, in the surf. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. All right, we've got her. She's very healthy. <laughs> Chest cold, chest cold will never leave her. Yes, Maria, spelled traditionally M-A-R-I-A, mm -hmm. underscore uh, Perez, P-E-R-E-Z-X-O-X. Mm -hmm. I love how they put the little hugs and kisses. Yeah, I know, right. That, right. Um, <laughs> okay, we got her. All right, and then Madison, but it's M-A-D-I-S-U-N, okay. Sky. Okay, is that it? Yep. Okay. 
All right. So let's see here. Ooh. Um, <laughs> she's rather interesting, hey. but I tell you what, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Maria number one. Okay, okay. Um, I am actually gonna take um the Carolina Sun, Sun. Okay, number okay. two. Uh-huh. I'm going to take. I'm actually gonna take uh, Anna. Leary, right. Number three. Okay, okay. And nothing wrong with Mad- Madison Sky, yeah. but unfortunately she would go fourth on. Yeah, on nothing. Madison, Mad- Madison uh, I mean, her time of year is coming. It's getting, yeah. it'll be cold. 378,000 <laughs> followers on Instagram. So, All right. Uh, from my Twitter page, at JMCH316. First from the real Matt Ryan. Total Recall, Demolition Man, Fifth Element, Men in Black. Total Recall 1. Yep. Demolition Man 2. Yep. Fifth Element 3 and Men in Black 4, yeah. just like it's typed there. Yeah. Um, Total yeah. Recall is the best Schwarzenegger movie. I don't care what anybody says. Total Recall is incredible. Yeah. From our buddy Alvy Cohen on my Twitter page. Rank these summer swerves, bro. Swerve, bro. <laughs> Vince McMahon buys AEW. John Freaky runs for office. Mitch Evans and Kirk Curbstreet launch a podcast. Or Kane Kakao and Manti Teo start dating again. <laughs> um, I like the Vince buying AEW, so give me that number one. Um, give me Freaky running for office, number two. <laughs> give me Manti Teo and his catfisher, number three. And what would Mitch Evans and Herbstreet launch a podcast about? Like being turds? Anyway. <laughs> All right, from our buddy Marco, uh, rank these mid-carters. Ken Shamrock, Big Boss Man, Hardcore Holly, Jeff Jarrett. I take, I tell you what, Big Boss Man's work in. Give in, me him one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's number one. That stuff yeah. he did with Hogan back in the yes, mid-late 80s. Yes. And then later on when he, you know, came uh-huh. back, take him number one. I'm going to take, I'm telling you, Ken Shamrock could have been a bigger star yeah. in wrestling if if he had not wanted to fight. But yeah. he always wanted to go back and fight. Yeah. So I'm going to take him to. I'm going to take Jeff Jarrett three because he's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And I do like Hardcore Holly, but he wanted to beat the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, number four. All right. From our buddy Alan on Twitter. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> Rank these ladies. Gloria Govan, Rihanna, Lauren Posen, and Wendy Corona. Well, listen, you know, Wendy Corona is always number one in my heart. So she goes number <laughs> one. Um, I'm going to go Gloria Govan number two. I'm going to go Rihanna three. And I hate to do it to, you know, my former favorite, Lauren Posen, but unfortunately she goes at number four. Wow. Okay. okay. So there you go. That's ranking for a Tuesday night. We get back. Love TKO to wrap things up. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Right Nothing Game, Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.